0: hey everyone and welcome to the north county beat this is our bi-weekly podcast from the coast news group today is friday february 21st so we'll be walking you through some of the top headlines for the past two weeks and looking at a really interesting trend in local politics when it comes to young people in the area but before we dive into this episode we want to shout out an event that is coming up On Saturday, March 7th, the American Heart Association is hosting the 2020 North County Heart and Stroke Walk at the Flower Fields in Carlsbad. Participants can take their three-mile walk through the Flower Fields and then pop over to the Carlsbad Premium Outlets to shop around at their favorite stores. Registration info is available at tricitywellness.com. Now, without further ado, let's dive into some of the top stories happening in our area. Bluff safety in Encinitas and Solana Beach has become a nationally funded priority. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers will allocate $400,000 for the design of a project that will improve the coastline safety in those areas. Representative Mike Levin, who serves those cities in the 49th Congressional District, has been pushing for more coastline protection funding from the federal agency for much of his term. He even took Encinitas resident Dr. Pat Davis as his guest to the State of the Union Address, Davis lost his wife, daughter, and sister-in-law after the bluff collapse in August. The cities will need an extra $1.5 million worth of federal funding for the project's next phase, but Levin says this current funding is a long overdue step in the right direction. Multiple Cal State San Marcos officials have left their posts at the university. An audit released by the Office of the Chancellor earlier this month shed some light on the misuse of university funds for personal use by Mike Schroeder the university's dean of extended learning, and his wife Beth Schroeder, the school's senior director of philosophy. Both were fired from the university, while Wesley Schultz, the school's dean of extended studies, has been placed on administrative leave. Kamel Haddad, CSUSM's interim provost, who was partially in charge of overseeing those funds, resigned from his position, but is expected to return to the school in a different capacity come the fall. The inappropriate spending was uncovered last year after an anonymous tip led to an investigation by the San Diego Union-Tribune. The Schroeder's inappropriate spending, which came out to a total of $41,000, occurred between July 2017 and July 2018 and included, among other things, chauffeured rides and luxury hotel stays. Recycle, reduce, and now re-drink. The city of Oceanside introduced its new water project called Pure Water Oceanside with a groundbreaking ceremony this Wednesday at the San Luis Rey Water Reclamation Facility. Congressman Mike Levin and San Diego County Water Authority General Manager Sandra Curl introduced to the public what aims to be the first functioning recycled water project in the county. Estimated for completion at the end of the year, the goal of Pure Water Oceanside is to purify recycled water by using technology that will make water once again safe to drink. It is estimated that the project will generate 3 to 5 million gallons of consumable water per day, which translates to over 32% of the city's supply.
1: I get no
0: That's the topic of a new survey from the city of Escondido, They want to know just how satisfied residents are with their local government. That's why they've partnered with a research firm to find out what vision residents have for the city. They want folks to not just think about funding here. They want to think about things that residents want to see with the local library, maybe more hangout spots for kids, or anything else that they can think of. This is phase two of the survey project. Phase 1 asked funding questions that looked into support for a one-cent sales tax hike that's going to vote on the November ballot. The survey will be administered in English and Spanish, and it will take a sample of about 600 adults in the city. Sustainability isn't the first topic that comes to mind when we think about Legoland, but it's a topic that they've been pretty into lately, along with several other well-known businesses in the area. So Carlsbad Councilwoman Priya Bhatt Patel, arranged an event at the local theme park earlier this month to talk about the strides that these businesses have been making in the eco-friendly space. They discussed various efforts to up recycling programs, reduce single-use plastics, and promote clean beaches. The councilwoman said the event was meant to help small and medium-sized businesses exchange ideas when it comes to going green. A new exhibit at the Oceanside Museum of Art is going beyond graffiti and helping people view street art with a new set of eyes. It's called Sidewalk Activism, and it features public art displays that have a message. Coast News Oceanside reporter Samantha Nelson spoke with Katie Ruiz, an Oceanside artist with two pieces in the exhibit, to find out more about her work and why street art activism is so powerful for her.
1: And I'm a painter and a yarn artist, fiber artist and sculpture. I paint people under blankets, and that started this whole yarn bomb uh, street activist Movement for me. So now you said you started painting people under blankets I don't know if you could go into that. A yeah, bit. it started in grad school in New York City I needed to think of a theme and I was a figure painter always an oil painter and um, I wanted to find a way to abstract the form and also to bring in my culture into it as a Mexican American woman so I started painting people standing under Mexican blankets colorful patterns different textiles and that became, uh, I wanted to learn the symbolism of the patterns, which added to the narrative of the stories. So and then, so figure. once you started doing more of the yarn, and can you tell me, what's it called again? Yarn, yarn bomb? It's called yarn bombing, but okay. I've developed a different type of yarn bomb called pom-pom bombing. Pom-pom bombing. Ooh, <laughs> yes. Tell me about that a little bit. So pom-pom bombing, instead of yarn bombing, which is traditional crochet, mm-hmm. pom-pom bombing is where you make a ton of Pom poms or poof balls out of yarn, and then uh, we're going to tie them all around the trees in Oceanside for Pride in June. Now, can you talk about your piece in the, at the museum currently yes. with the exhibit? I have two pieces in the museum. They are yarn and rope sculptures that I created thinking about um, the disappearance of women that are happening in this country, specifically black women who are being disappeared at an alarming rate, but there's not a lot of news about it. so. Um, I noticed that the sculptures, I, I let them organically make themselves, but they always seem to have a, an underlying message. Okay. Um, so they're called, uh, one of them's called Silent Warrior. So it is an ode to those women who are, and all women, who just live a daily, day-to-day life walking into the streets and going through life um, as a woman being catcalled. And we just have to stand tall and keep walking. What is street art to you? street art is putting your art out for the world and not expecting it to be shown in galleries specifically for this reason it's it's nice when we get credit um when we're actually given museums to show our work in because so much of the time you're just making art for the world for the public and you're putting it out there for no credit often Um, so it's a really important way for everybody to get to see art what would you say from your perspective is the message behind the sidewalk activism exhibit i'd say the message overall there's a lot of different messages that everyone has their own specific agenda and you'll see that when you walk in um that there's a lot of different things that people are promoting but overall it's about a larger community it's about art in the world for everyone to see it's about um, making sure that people understand there's really talented street artists who should be paid and hired to put paintings on walls and it's becoming really popular to paint walls and put up really great murals so we're just trying to bring more color to the world and Um, I think Oceanside's a really good place
0: to have this exhibit. Some really cool stuff happening in Oceanside. That exhibit runs through June 21st of this year, so if you're in the neighborhood, make sure you check it out. In a little over a week, Californians will hit the polls for Super Tuesday.
2: California is the nation's most populous state, and with more than 400 delegates at stake, it is a big prize in the Democratic presidential primary.
0: Naturally, it'll be a big day for several candidates looking to score their party's nomination for offices like State Assembly, Congress, and, of course, the presidency.
1: California is moving up its primary so it can have a bigger say in who will be the Democratic presidential candidate in 2020.
0: As the races in our own North County heat up, Voters from both sides of the aisle are getting out and about to campaign and talk about the issues. But there's one demographic that's been especially interesting to watch.
2: Just, yeah, if you have any availability on weekends, let's even make sure we're getting out there for all the Let's get her elected Woo! supervisor.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: We also have Corey Schumacher in Carlsbad, and Carlsbad.
0: Elected- those millennial and Gen Z voters who are just as happy to talk about their favorite Harry Potter house
2: oh, what is your, what have you your Harry Potter <laughs> house um, and of- of- yeah. why? Yeah.
0: <laughs> as they are to talk about their stance on who the next county supervisor should be The voices you're hearing are members of the North County Young Democrats gathered for a regular meeting at Lamp Post Pizza in Vista. A mix of students, recent grads, and a few older millennials, too. This organization mirrors the surge of young voter participation we've seen since the 2016 presidential election.
2: In this part of North County, we've seen a real change in the engagement of young voters.
0: That's that Kalser, the chair of the political science department at the University of California, San Diego. He's talking about his turf at UCSD, where voter turnout increased dramatically from 2014 to 2018, with the school seeing some of the highest participation of any college campus. This shift also corresponds with data from the U.S. Census Bureau showing that the 2018 midterms had a 79% increase in the amount of voters under age 29 who came out to the polls.
2: People on both sides who, who love or hate Donald Trump have been very engaged, and, and young voters uh, no difference. So we've seen big increases uh, in the role of young voters, partly because some campaigns have seen them as, as key to their victory.
0: Kyle Bright has worked on a few of these campaigns himself. The 23 year old Oceanside resident serves as president of the North County Young Democrats. He says as more young people get involved, candidates and seasoned political organizers are eager to empower them.
2: I had no clue what any of this was. My internship manager took me under her wing, but you just need someone to do that first. You need someone to pull you in first.
0: Bright says that once young people are introduced into the political space, they're ready to go all in on whatever they believe in.
2: I think a lot of it has to do that people are starting to realize, okay, I do have power. And now you have groups like March for Our Lives, um, a lot of this advocacy group at the high school level.
0: But for 27-year-old San Marcos resident Morgan Kimberrow, president of the San Diego Young Republicans, it was that activism on the left that pushed him to get involved on the right.
2: I really thought that there would be an embrace of President Trump that, hey, he was elected, as turbulent as the election was, that we would be able to move forward. And I just didn't see that. And I was really getting perturbed at a lot of the things I was seeing in the media and just the polarization. And I wanted to get involved and voice my opinion. He
0: and his peers are energized for different reasons, looking to challenge the idea of big government and political correctness. Kimbrough says he understands that it's more common for young people to swing Democrat. And he admits there isn't much chatter right now about starting a North County Young Republicans group, But Kimbrough says that Republican candidates in San Diego are beginning to pay more attention to their millennial advocates.
2: A lot of elected officials are Republicans or candidates running. They understand that they need to get their voice out to the youth, and it's a very unique opportunity in that we've been able to have speakers come.
0: While these politicians are making a solid effort to engage their younger audiences, in an area that has a majority of older voters, Those young voter turnout rates still are relatively low, despite this newfound enthusiasm. Here's Kauser again.
2: For instance, in the 2014 election, people in the 18 to 29, right, people who just got their first chance to vote all the way through the end of their 20s, that that group constituted 23% of California's population, but only 13% of our voters. There's a big gap in participation, whereas senior citizens are... 13 percent of California's population, but 23 percent of the electorate, just exactly the opposite.
0: But that's also really why these young political party groups exist in the first place. So even though Bright felt that the older Democratic crowd was doing great work, he still felt disconnected from the group, which is part of why he pursued his own club.
2: You walk into these spaces here where you're among your peers. It's people who are struggling with rent, um, are doing, you know, nine to five jobs. It's a, it's a very different um, atmosphere and struggle and it's much more connected you're more likely to come back and keeping stay engaged and feel like this is where I belong
0: when it comes to getting more of that 18 to 29 demographic out to the polls there is much work that needs to be done for both young Democrats and Republicans and even though we'd like to think this political energy is unique to right now Kauser says we've seen it all before
2: we've seen cycles uh, of other candidates and other elections that have really engaged young voters. So I think what we're just seeing is, you know, in the ebbing and flowing of, of youth engagements in politics, we're at a peak right now, but this is not by no means unprecedented.
0: Still for some, it can be pretty exciting to see that political spark that's been lit in young folks across the country, the state, and even our own county. No matter how old you are, get out to your local polling place on March 3rd and again in November of this year. Oh, and hey, while you're at it, keep an eye on those meddling kids. Who knows what they'll do next. Now that is all we have for you on this week's episode of the North County Beef. It has been a blast diving into all the headlines with you all. Catch up with The Coast News anytime at our website, thecoastnews.com, or on our social media. You can also get the print edition of the paper every single Friday to make sure that you stay informed, even when our lovely podcast is not on the air. So before we go today, we've got a couple of thank yous. Contributing reporters Will Fritz, Samantha Nelson, and Steve Petersky. Our editor-in-chief is Abraham Jewett. Our associate publisher is Chris Kidd. And our publisher is Jim Kidd. I'm Kelly Kyle. Thank you so much for listening. Our next episode airs Friday, March 6th. Make sure you don't miss it. Hope you have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon.